either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become glorious. No, I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend. I will defend. That's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. What are you doing? Getting a life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the One Up Culture Cast, your source of knowledge for leveling up in the world of popular culture. My name is Trent, and with me is my co-pilot, Jareth. Hey guys, so today we're previewing the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe release, which is Doctor Strange. Uh, this is going to be released on the 27th of October in Australia, and then in America on the 4th of November. Coincidentally, on the 4th of November, we will be releasing a spoiler talk on Doctor Strange because we are Australians and we will have seen it for a week. Uh, uh-huh. Sorry about that, America. Um, just a heads up for any of sort of the mainstay releases that will be coming out in the cinemas, uh, we'll be doing this kind of strategy. The week before it comes out in Australia, we'll be doing a preview episode. Then the week after it comes out, we'll be doing a spoiler talk edition. So any kind of movies you might be interested in, uh, keep an eye out for these releases as well. So we've got uh, three trailers for the Doctor Strange movie that have come out out so far uh, what have been your impressions of those uh, look i've been quite excited by them uh especially the second trailer that came out which sort of was the first real look at a lot of the visuals that we're getting specifically i guess the in- inception looking visuals that we've had yeah yeah i uh, have seen a lot of people online kind of their reviews of this trailer um, comments in the youtube uh, oh they're always uh, good quality yeah. comments there. Oh, and always very you know highly thought out and yeah. uh, very educational Mature. and professional but uh, exactly but uh, i've seen a few people worried that this was going to try and get by on its visual effects uh kind of ridiculous when you think of uh of people kind of comparing this to inception and saying they're just trying to rip that off when the comic books were always super strange uh, uh, yeah i yeah. actually didn't mean that pun but i feel like i'm going to say that one a, a fair bit Look, I mean, I'm, I don't like to be the person who says pick up a comic book whenever we sort of get these kind of movies. But if you're going to insult the look of a movie, read a comic book. Doctor you need Strange, to read a source material. You need to see where that's coming yeah, from. Look, Doctor Strange is one of those kind of comics which are very crazy to look at. Visually, they're you know all over the shop. They're fascinating to look at. Um, and what we're seeing in these trailers is just kind of the translation of that from the page to the screen so it's not ripping off inception it's just utilizing a similar kind of visual aesthetic but it's not the ripoff because if you've read the comics you'll see this is what you kind of get in a doctor strange comic yeah doctor strange is just being brought to the same medium as as inception and and the scene we're talking about is specifically i think the uh, the buildings and, and landscape kind of being on its side yeah collapsing um, in of itself which was amazing when inception did it i'm sure it'll be straight as amazing when doctor strange does it it looks like it's kind of uh, taking it to the next degree. Inception kind of did it for one street or one sort of small city block. This looks like it's basically the entirety of a city being collapsed and, you know, switching in of itself and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the thing that, that seems, well, doesn't seem, that will be running through the movie, has been running through the trailers, that, uh, you know, the reality that you know is just one of many. Yeah. Uh, and that really anything is possible, you know, travelling from, tra- teleporting from place to place, um, is, is very possible and uh, it kind of brings us to this being a, a bit of a, a left field Marvel Cinematic mm. Universe character a lot of people don't know who Doctor Strange is they're not going to have any idea how he fits into the Marvel uh, Extended Universe uh, and, and we do get in the, in the movie one little connection which is uh, the Avengers being the physical protectors um, and the, the, this being more on the supernatural side yeah. 
um, which I'm sure we'll, we'll address in a little bit. But uh, for new audiences to, to this, uh, I, I think the trailers do a good job of, of kind of showing what this is going to be. They start, start off with him as a doctor and show him slowly, you know, changing and gradually becoming the character. Yeah, what it's doing well is it's kind of giving you an introduction to the character and giving you a reason to watch it without spoiling anything. Okay, you see the villain, you kind of get to see some crazy action scenes, but I don't think you can really watch these three trailers and know exactly what's going to happen. It just kind of gives you sort of the basic origin and some crazy stuff that's going to happen down the track. And that's good because you do get a lot of movies coming out and we've complained about it in the past where you watch you know, all the trailers that get released because they release so much footage for these trailers, international releases, red band trailers, TV spots and all that, that you kind of know exactly what's going to happen. You yeah. get all the, you know, the story points. Um, if you're following a, a movie, you pretty much know everything. Like with Suicide Squad... I kind of ruined a lot of that for myself because I was so excited for it yeah. uh, and had seen so much of the footage before it came out and all of the trailers so many times. Yeah, so, it, yeah it gave everything that. that you needed to see. So why would you go spend 20 bucks or whatever it costs to go to a movie these days? Harley Quinn. That's why I spent $20 and still went and saw it. And Joker. It was brilliant. Uh, was it worth the $20? Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew it would be. Uh, no matter no, if it was terrible. Well, I let's be honest. It. You were going as soon as you saw the trailer scene where she was putting on the top. Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith really. really <laughs> uh, let's let's Marvel move. Cinematic Universe. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So, yes. what are your thoughts coming into this then? Uh, well, I actually didn't have a, a massive knowledge. I knew who Doctor Strange was, and I had seen some of the uh, the artwork mainly um, because it was awesome. And uh, as as a child, I was I was really into comic book art, uh, and that was yeah a, a big source material. And uh, and I was more into Marvel when I was a kid, actually. Uh, mainly you, like X Men and whatnot, yeah. uh, the TV series as, as a kid. Um, and I also watched the Batman TV series. Like, like a self-respecting won. 90s child. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. all know who won for me. It was, <laughs> uh, it was DC. Yeah. They, they won on, on the long run. But uh, I'm still enjoying the Marvel Marvel uh, movies. Um, but uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about, about that, about their rewatchability. Yeah, um, look, uh, this is incoming rant, I guess, a warning. <laughs> and full disclosure, I'm also primarily a DC guy. I grew up with the DC comics, more so than Marvel. Um, I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. I've enjoyed most of them. There's one or two which haven't been as good. But my issue with, I guess, the MCU, and this is what I hope Doctor Strange doesn't do, is there's not a lot of rewatchability for me. Like I was going through the MCU in preparation for this and going, okay, what movies do I actually, if I had the, you know, I would want to watch this again and I feel in the mood to watch it. There's really only a couple. Uh, for them, it's Iron Man, the first one. Uh, it's Captain America Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, Avengers, I re-watched that once or twice. I get why a lot of people like it, but it drops way off for me after a rewatch. I think there's a lot, you know, it, it gets by on its laurels of being such a big event movie that it's first of its kind. Both Thor movies, I think, you know, you can watch and then forget about. Uh, the second and third Iron Man movies, you can watch and forget about. There, Sometimes was, no, there really was no late. third. There uh, was no third movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh also, you got Ant Man, which was fun. I, I have rewatched that, that more out of convenience than anything. Uh, I don't really care about rewatching that. And Age of Ultron, eh. and Civil War, even, which I really enjoyed. 
I've got no desire to rewatch that. Like, I'm not sitting here going, oh, it's been since May or April whenever it came out. I need to rewatch that, which is unusual for me because I rewatch a lot of movies over and over and again. Um, I'm more likely to rewatch a movie than watch a new movie. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting you said uh, you rewatched Ant Man through convenience because uh, that, that was kind of my answer earlier today when we were talking about this. I'm the exact same. Uh, Ant Man was convenience in that there was a big outdoor screening of it uh, in our hometown. So. Wasn't well, that convenient because it was raining, admittedly, but uh, yeah, you were already cover. there, so yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and it's on Netflix, and pretty much any Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that's on Netflix, I will rewatch because it's good just to chuck on and have in the background because I've seen them all. But for me, most of them are one and dones. Yeah. Um, I see it, and then I'm like, cool, I've seen that. Now I know how everything fits into that. Um, and there are a few which are exceptions. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is the one I've seen multiple, multiple mm. times, uh, and a lot of others through through just through convenience I've seen the first Avengers movie a few times because I got it on DVD as a gift yeah. so I got to rewatch it it was better than other things I had uh, and the Age of Ultron is on Netflix as well so and, um, and, and like we're not saying that the DC movies are better look they're more way more flawed than the MCU movies across the board um, but I'm more interested in rewatching that and I think it's I think part of it is thematically like how they come about using concepts and themes and the Marvel movies that we've both listed as ones that we will re-watch a lot, I think are examples of what Doctor Strange needs to do, and that is using the superhero genre as a sub-genre and letting its predominant theme or genre come through. Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, it's not a superhero movie, it's a political thriller with people in tights. With Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a Star Wars-style sci-fi movie with characters who happen to be in comic books. Um, looking back at Dark Knight, that was a crime thriller that happened to have Batman in it. And this is what I think Doctor Strange needs to do. It needs to be a magic movie. It needs to be a movie about the supernatural, which just happens to have a guy who appears in Marvel movies. And that's the thing. For the most part, he is a guy who appears in Marvel movies because upon appearance, he just looks like a normal person. I mean, at the very beginning of all these trailers, and we are therefore led to believe at the start of all the the movie, which those who know the story know this is going going to be the case, he's a doctor. He just looks like a normal member of society, uh, obviously based on science, which is kind of an interesting little fact to uh, to start with, that he starts in the science and ends up in the mystical world. But for someone who ends up in you know the mystical, the supernatural side of reality, um, he looks pretty normal, really. Like He looks like he could just be walking down the street. We see him change a few times through the, uh, the trailers into kind of like an Eastern garb, meditation and from suits and, and into his, his final with the red cape flicked around his uh, around his shoulders, which is the most superhero-y look he gets. Yeah. But for the most part, there's no real tights, underwear on the outside, big Doctor Strange symbol on his chest. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting that, uh, although being based upon such a wild and out there, like we were saying with the art, being so very uh, artistic and vibrant and uh, the visual effects in this movie are going to be quite prominent that he as a character looks quite normal yeah i think for the most part the trailers have suggested that this will be more like the winter soldier and guardians rather than the iron man 2 kind of situation it's um, an inner journey as well yeah Not so much his outer appearance changing he is a, as a man is changing mm. and and just on his appearance just in general i think this could be the best example of character casting Benedict Cumberbatch, across the board, I've not heard anyone rag on the look or the casting. Uh, the first pictures that came out of him as Doctor Strange, everyone was like, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, the costuming looks incredible. I actually think it looks better than what we see in the comics, even though you can tell it's like clearly been inspired and based off. It just looks like it translates better on screen. 
and Benedict Cumberbatch just looks perfect on that. Yeah, and I think that uh, because of the character being so based in reality, I mean, we've seen that with a lot of the movies coming out mm. on both sides. Like with the DC Universe, we've had the uh, Nolan films, which are very based upon gritty reality yeah. um, and kind of making it seem like Batman is possible. Like someone could mm. dress up like that, jump around. Um, which is something we don't see in some of the DC movies. You know, they kind of suspend disbelief more so. Um, and then we've got this movie, which is definitely suspending disbelief with what's happening. But he, as a, as a visual character, from his translation from the comics, like we were saying, it's it's a very normal look. Mm. Um, you know, wearing a suit and whatnot. And he, I mean, he gets a little bit of grey in his hair as well, um, which is the other physical appearance, which just kind of shows time has passed. Which also in the movie we do get that uh, the, the question, which is posed to Doctor Strange, which is you know, how do I get from here to there? How did you become a doctor? Study and practice. Here's the bit. And, you know, so we see that that's obviously the, the case here. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it definitely translates well because it is so based in reality. It is quite possible for people watching it to go, whoa, that's kind of possible, but not because it's all supernatural and, and you know, he's jumping around through teleportation devices and whatnot. And, and, and it's good because... It makes it easy to, dis, to suspend that disbelief. Yeah, and I've been so... Not necessarily worried, but it's been clear that the MCU has been trying to avoid directly referencing magic as part of the reality to start with. You know, when Thor came through, it was more Asgardian science rather than straight-up magic. And it's really only been recently with Scarlet Witch kind of leading the way that we've been getting the magic shown in the MCU. And I think this is an important step because they are willing to embrace the comic book side of things. But at the same time, it looks like Doctor Strange is going to be presented in a comic style, but still fitting well with the current reality that's been built by Marvel. And so this is what they need to do, is they need to find a way to make Doctor Strange its own thing while still being able to connect it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it looks like it does, um, for the most part. My one concern from the trailers that I've seen uh, is the villain, um, which is Kaelus. I'm not actually 100% sure if I pronounced that correctly, but played by Mads Mikkelsen. And for the most part, I think he looks really cool. The uh, art, the makeup around his eyes looks incredible in everything I've seen. Yeah, it kind of looks like he's got like burnt eye sockets, kind of like yeah. handery raccoon eyes. As but my yeah. one concern, uh, and it came in the third trailer, which has only just sort of recently came oh, out. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. and it's, there's a specific line that comes through. You'll die protecting this world, Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor. It's strange. Maybe. Who am I to judge? Which kind of, yeah, it, it does lead you to think, you know, is he going to be a generic bad guy? Yeah, that's the, the first thing I thought was, here we go, another Marvel villain who's cracking these kind of jokes. Not that a villain can't crack jokes, but Ultron kind of cracked these awkward jokes. Loki's cracking these jokes. All of them, and so many of the Marvel villains, the weakest part of the MCU is the villain. And they're all smart, alecky. They're along yeah. the same lines, the jokes. And uh, everything we've seen leading up in the, in these trailers presents Kaela slightly differently, kind of maybe more man on a mission kind of thing. And then he's dropped this... And, and it's funny, I laughed. But as soon as I stopped laughing, I'm thinking, oh, here we go again. So hopefully it's not too much like that. Like, I don't mind if they chuck in one or two here or there, especially if they are funny lines. But I, just give us a proper villain, Marvel. Give us somebody that I can actually look at and detest as a character. And that's something I think DC have done so much better. Um, more so, I guess, with the Nolan movies. You know, I, I actually like General Zod in Man of Steel. But, yeah, we just need some proper villainy in Marvel to get me interested. And that's been the weakest part. And I think 
one of the issues with most of these movies in general. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, as you were saying before with the magic, Marvel have been very wary of magic uh, throughout their entire uh, run. Even in the comic books, they really started off trying to avoid it with some of their bigger runs because uh, the magic wasn't really working for them. It was People weren't kind of accepting it uh, and they really wanted more realistic things. And that's when we started getting more of the the you know, genetic defects, uh, mutants for X-Men and uh, the you know, Spider-Man getting bit and Hulk getting gamma rays and accidents kind of starting to happen. Um, and, and I kind of like the fact that, that they're embracing it again. You know, it's always been through their, uh, through their law, as it were, uh, but yeah, they, they kind of have embraced it in their mainstream uh, media, which they, they kind of are now. Yeah. Um, and that, that was the other thing that we were saying before when we were talking about uh, the Marvel movies versus the DC movies, um, in that we weren't re we, we weren't including the uh, Fox movies, which are Marvel characters, as in X Men and Deadpool, which I will definitely be rewatching. Um, and, and yeah, and in all of those ones, we don't have. You know, or, I think all of those really are they're uh, based in reality that you know, things accidents happen or a genetic defect. The X Men series is very much shot of ground itself in a reality and kind of an alternate reality to our own where it's taking some of the themes that we're looking at which i guess you're looking at uh, gay marriage is one of those kind of things that you do kind of see uh related to back into the x-men universe with the mutants and whether you know their rights and kind of thing uh yeah we, we weren't counting in, uh, the fox movies in what we're talking about the mcu they've got their own list of positives and flaws in that respect yeah. Um, one thing I do really like about Doctor Strange coming out, uh, and again, we're, we're spending a lot of time on this whole DC versus Marvel thing, but now Marvel have the first real magic character in these two universes. Obviously, they had Scarlet Witch, but Doctor Strange is the first straight-up mystical movie from either of these franchises. And uh, not that it really matters, but now if DC want to do Justice League Dark, or if they want to do a Doctor Fate movie... It's inevitable that it's going to be compared to Doctor Strange. Yeah, especially Doctor Fate. Yeah, Doctor um, Fate especially. And I mean, it's kind of sad because I would have liked to have seen Justice League Dark. I, I really liked the New 52 when mm. they restarted that uh, that run. And Zatanna as well would have been uh, Well, brilliant. it looks like we are getting it. But um, yeah, and I think it's going to translate well to the main, uh, main screen. And oddly enough, for the same reasons I think Doctor Strange is, even though it's based in magic, uh, the characters, I think, will be able to translate over... Um, like Zatanna is just a chicken magician's outfit, really. You know, mm. um, it's kind of a specific stylized uh, outfit, um, and I mean we might get some of uh, Zatara and Zatanna. We we'll get some of there, um, and I mean Brand is probably the most outlandish. Yeah, Boston Brand also Dead Man, just in case. You're Dead Man, sorry. Along. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean because I mean, we've already seen how Enchantress uh, mm. translates and. I mean, it was, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, but the, the first half of that was really good until she started doing some weird hip dancing. And, and then stuff. she started... I, I don't know what they did. It, it was... It's like they got a supermodel and they're like, no, no, we need to make her super attractive at some point. And she's got a... I think that's literally what happened. Like, they cast Cara Delevingne, who, let's be honest, was cast for her looks, not her extensive acting background. Um, although I was quite surprised in those few little acting scenes she did have to do. I was like, oh... She wasn't too cool. bad. Like, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't have seen those scenes and thought, oh, she's going to now win Oscars or yeah. anything. Um, but yeah, like when she was in kind of the grunge look, it worked. And then she went into, you know, taking all of that away and just about everything else. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it just fell on its face pretty much. Yeah, um, no, that was one of one of my biggest complaints from that movie yeah. was that kind of... 
it, it was built up the entire time that you know she was going to be the bad the big baddie um which was kind of a disappointment because it was so obvious and we knew it was coming and mm. then it happened and we were like hey look it happened and they kind of threw us a curveball and we were like no we don't like that we don't you know you could have just left it being kind of cool and grungy yeah basically we like the nirvana era in chunks not so much the new clean cut you know remove everything literally everything. literally yeah yeah and it, uh, yeah it just kind of fell to its face so hopefully again you know jumping back to what we're talking about uh dr strange i, I think it should do well uh, the mystic stuff is good i think marvel should look to embrace it and they're, they're setting the stage basically they're going here's your mystic movie dc want to do mystic it's being taken against and just like when wonder woman comes out next year dc can go here's your female-led stuff marvel do your best shot but we've gone yeah. first what have you got yeah um there's an interesting question yes just off topic we'll get back to doctor strange in a second uh who do you see being the marvel's like leading woman if they were to, to bring out a movie well i mean they're obviously they're looking to do miss marvel um with brie larson in the role <laughs> so look that to me is probably their best bet um they seem hesitant as anything to do black widow um so i think yeah miss marvel's probably their best bet i really want to see kamala khan miss marvel i know that's a fair way down the track and i know if you have issues with the pc police coming into the zone then a, a muslim teenage girl playing the role of miss marvel is going to set everyone off but the comics were fantastic they still are and it's setting such a great example for young girls of yeah. that yeah, and and young muslims in general uh if they get their superhero and they get a damn good one as well so i think miss marvel's their best bet what do you yeah, think I agree. no i agree and i i would also like to see a muslim here and i was also thinking uh with miles um for uh, a black spider-man yes yeah. i think that would that would have been really good as well um because we haven't got a lot of african-american uh, superheroes we've started to get more now yeah I'm we're getting like black panther next black panther, year, um, i think yeah uh, uh, yeah black next i'm actually not sure if it's next year i can't remember yeah i'm movies. actually yeah i can't so remember. we just looked at all the movies that are coming out next year in a draft for yeah. uh, one up multiplayer yeah which will be coming totally... out soon soon yeah, check in that the next out. couple of weeks um, um and no one selected that. No, I can't have been. It must be 28. Yeah, it wouldn't have been in there. Yeah, we would have been picked. Because it'll make money despite it. Yeah. And, and look, Black Panther in Civil War, fantastic. Really interesting yeah. character. I After seeing that, I'm like, I want that movie. I want it now. We're having to wait a couple of years. So. Yeah, no. I, I, it's uh, And also, I mean, we've got John Jones and stuff that could come. John Stewart, sorry. Yeah. That could come in. There's lots of... Cyborg uh, in Justice yep, League next yeah, year. Yeah. So, I mean, there are more coming in. Um, yeah. and so it would be good to see that with the women as well mm. that, that more female characters as well as that uh, yeah I would, have, I would have loved to have seen Kamal Khan um, that Muslim yeah. represented maybe down the track I get obviously they want to start with perhaps the more classic version and you know a good choice with Miss Marvel I think she's a good one to work with because she can kind of tie in both the Guardians of the Galaxy and just the general general MCU so I'm looking forward to seeing that as well because Brie Larson's a fantastic actress she is yeah and just what we've kind of seen uh, I think she's going to fit the role really well. Yeah, also, you've got some Scott Pilgrim buys and yeah. Oh, yeah, look, you know, Brie Larson as Envy Adams was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> anyone who's been in the Scott Pilgrim series, and so many of them, so like they, literally that movie could not be cast again right now with those characters because they're all too big. Way, Way too, too big a stars, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, obviously, they brought in a Superman to play the role of Todd Ingram in uh, Brandon Roof. But since then, we had Chris Evans as Lucas Lee, who's gone on to become one of the big big names in general. Uh, Michael Sarah, kind of where it is, but uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's 
gone on and done a lot of great things. Brie Larson's gone on and done a lot of great things as well. Uh, even Edgar Wright like has continued strength to strength, and he needs to release another movie quick um, since Ant Man fell through with him. But yeah. Um, oh, also, just remember we were talking about uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Remember that? Do yeah. You, do you remember when we were talking about him? I actually have to check the title of this uh, podcast to realize what the topic yeah, is. Doctor Strange or Trent and Jareth compare Doctor Strange to their DC fanboyisms. Um, so we've uh, we actually have a, an African American uh, actor who we will find quite familiar from this podcast yes. because we were just reviewing another of his movies last week. Yes, literally um, last week. Well, E four, and if you remember, I didn't know how to say his name last week. Maybe I know how to say his name. This Maybe week. we still don't know if you know how to say his name properly. Uh, you'll have to come, and if if I've said it wrong, then you can just abuse me in the, the comments, basically. That, this also reminds me. Um, I'd like to congratulate you. Just take a little moment. You made it to the next week. We weren't sure if you were going to make yes, it. Yes, I have not been after. killed yet. Yeah, believe we, uh, it or not, we weren't sure if you were going to make it this week after making a wash death joke. Yeah, still and on edge about that one. It's still on edge. So, and we're talking about Marvel. So, if I bring up Trevor, I could be killed as well. Oh, don't you even say the name, especially this close, because this podcast is going to come out like the day after my birthday. So, you need to be nice to me. Happy birthday to That's you. That's not being nice to me. Happy birthday. Stop to singing you. that song. You're just like Trevor from Iron Man 3. And Trent's going to die. Yeah, so Jav's birthday is tomorrow. Yesterday. Yesterday. Basically. Yeah. So this is going to come out on the 20th, and my birthday was the 19th. But that's not really important or relevant to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange! Back to what we were saying about Mr. Chitwell EO4. Yeah. Yes, that's what that is the topic that we're talking about. So he, he looks to be playing basically his kind of sidekick slash helper in a lot of ways, which is interesting because the character that he's playing, which is Carl Mordo, is kind of a villainous character in the comics. And this could potentially be spoilers down the track for Doctor Strange mm. movie, cinematic universe kind of stuff. But he sort of starts off there and he's training with the Ancient One as well. And, yeah, they kind of get a bit of a break-up there and a rivalry ensues. We kind of get, like, a, a Star Wars-y thing where he kind of goes to the dark side. He kind of gets a bit... Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of jealous, I guess, of, of uh, Stephen Strange's uh, proficiency with the mystical arts. Um, and he kind of, yeah, turns to the, the, the mystical dark side, as it were. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll get that in this movie. Not in the first I, movie. I feel yeah. like that might get led into, or they may just want to... Build him as just a good character. To what I'd also like to say, if they do, yeah. uh, this trailer is a lot better than I was. I mm. thought they were because we've seen none of that in the trailers. We've seen a lot of him being the you know, on on Stranger's side. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I actually would like to see that. If they did that, that would be quite a nice uh, twist. I wasn't seeing. I didn't see coming. But yeah, I I feel like they're going to. Save that for a future movie if they do it. It kind of reminds me of the, uh, and I could get in trouble for saying, mentioning this movie as well, the, the Ryan Reynolds version of Green Lantern, where they had uh, Sinestro there, who obviously people who know Green Lantern know him as pretty much the big bad Yellow for Green Lantern. Lantern. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but throughout that whole movie, he was on the good side. And I, at the very end, they kind of hint at it because they thought they were getting, getting another movie. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was kind of likeable uh, and they hinted. He at, was the best part of that yeah. movie. And, and they hinted that he was going to be a bad guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, actually, I think he, yeah, I don't know. Black Lively was pretty good. But yeah, um, I actually, I like Ryan Reynolds in that movie, but I just don't like that movie. I'm happy to sacrifice Green Lantern to get Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, especially because we got all of those Green Lantern jokes in Deadpool, which mm. made it even funnier. But I'd like Mark Strong to come back as Sinestro, because I thought he did a good job. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I like Mark Strong in most things he does as mm. well. Um, for some reason, I just 
thought of uh, Sherlock Holmes. That was a, a, a performance I really enjoyed him in. Yeah. But yeah, so that Chitwell Air Force looks like he's going to be a good role here as well. He's a great actor um, and he's got a good sort of character to work with. You know, um, quite nuanced, possibly. Um, possibly, yeah. Uh, and, and I think there's a lot he can bring to this character, mm. um, which, as you know, comparing it to the, the operative in uh, Serenity... We, he didn't really have a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. He really only had a couple scenes where he let out a lot of emotion. And, and Mads Mikkelsen going on other characters, he he's a great actor as well. There's a lot of possibility for him as a villain if he's given the right material. Yeah, and I think his... It's going to sound very odd. His facial expression, just natural resting facial expression, works really well for the character. Yeah. kind of makes him look like he is contemplating and kind of scowling most of the time. Um, I've already said I like. I actually really like his eyes. Like a few people were like, "What is up with that? You know, why are they doing it?" And I'm not sure if they, if it's going to be explained through the movies or whatnot. It doesn't really need to. Like it but could just be just stylistic. Look. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it looks really cool. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that look. Um, and and we've covered three of the characters that are in the yeah, trailer. Probably the most controversial one is next. Um, yeah, and there, yeah. There are only four real main characters. Yeah, this. I mean, there's others in there, obviously, but the, the four yeah. that we're going to be kind of mentioning, looking at, uh, the final one is Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. Um, now, anyone who kind of know, who was following this movie when it first came out and sort of the announcements of the characters, this is the sticker stickling point, basically. This is the one that's had sort of people questioning or up in arms because the Ancient One in the comics is neither white or female basically uh he's a tibetan guy and there's been a few discussions as to why this has been changed and whether it should have been changed i think probably all fingers can be pointed to china for part of the change here um anyone who knows the current political climate between china and tibet or nepal kind of knows and given china is money basically and they want china to come see this movie I do kind of get from a financial standpoint why they may have made this change. Of course, it could just be, you know, they want to do this story in this particular way and they really like Tilda Swinton as an actress um, and she's a good actress. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how it's portrayed in this role. What, what do you think about this character change? Yeah, well, one of the first things that I, that I saw um, was arguments against uh, Swinton being the ancient one was they're just doing it because they want a woman mm. um, there are too many male characters and at first I was like well that's not a terrible reason to change a character especially one lot like in, in that respect really quite a powerful one it's not like you're changing a weak character to a woman to be sexist yeah. um, uh, it, this is quite a powerful character quite a very important character so I mean if, even if that were the reason um, but I definitely felt it was because of the political climate and China is printing money we've seen it with the Transformers movies yeah. they would have completely collapsed well the, the last one only did like 250 million dollars in america it still managed to do over a billion dollars at the box office and china's basically to thank for that yeah and, and we saw them pandering to china quite heavily in that movie as oh, well big time pandering uh, and the yeah, other option was like do you just change him from his nationality you know if you have an issue with him being tibetan maybe you change him to a, an old ancient you know like a, an ancient asian man from somewhere else mm. And then what do you do? You move him to China. Well, now that's very disrespectful to Tibet. Uh, and you move him you know, to Japan or something. And, and it really changes the whole storyline of, you know, whereabouts this is occurring. You know, 
And, and in the movie, we still see him go to Tibet. Yeah. He still goes to Tibet to do his training and stuff. So I think this was a brilliant change that allowed them to keep him going to Tibet without annoying China. And, and let's be honest also, if they changed it from a Tibetan character to someone from Taiwan or Japan or China, you're just bringing in a whole new barrel of monkeys, so to speak, with it being racist because you're just making all Asians... Interchangeable. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, Tibetan, China, Japan, they're all the same. And, and for that very reason is why I don't think... It is uh, interchangeable. And the closest you could do was go Tibet to China. Um, and that's going to that's quite offensive. Yeah. Uh, but if you were going to go, say, to Japan or to Thailand, you know, somewhere completely uh, away from, from that area, um, but is, is still Asia. Or um, if you went to Thailand and you were changing the character yeah. from to lady to boy and that and stuff, you've got a whole new dynamic. Well, it actually kind of works a little bit better, doesn't it? Yeah. But, there uh, you go, Marvel. We've fixed your issue. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but it also changes one a lady boy. <laughs> the uh, the whole history of the arts, the ancient arts that he's learning, uh, and the whole yeah, the style of, of his uh, his training facility. With so basically, by changing that one thing, they would have had to change so many details yeah. through the movie. I think this was a good way of doing so. Oh. Just changing a tiny little detail. It's a woman now. It's a white woman yeah. um, who is a, an excellent actress. And, and I would like to think that the way they did this was literally just went, all right, anyone can audition for this part and if you're good, you get it. And that's what the character will be because yeah. she definitely seems to suit this part. Well, I've got a quote from co-writer uh, C. Robert uh, Car Cargill uh, who's basically talking about this issue and he compares it to Kabayashi Maru who's kind of, it's, it's an unwinnable training exercise back in the Star Trek universe to keep the geek cred alive in this uh, podcast <laughs> and he's basically saying that there's no character in the Marvel comic history that is such a cultural landmine and it's, it's basically an unwinnable situation um, and again sort of citing the racial stereotype of the character in general which is another stickling sort of stickling point and going back to your favourite movie in the MCU was Iron Man 3 and the issues that they were sort of talking really about. You need to stop going back to that movie. I, I know, but it's relevant <laughs> to this point is that when the Mandarin was announced as the villain, people were like, how are they going to do that character? Because it is so steeped in a element of historical racism with that character in his sort of appropriation and appearance and stuff. So that if they Yeah, were but they found a really good way around it by basically just taking a turd on his head. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, once and for all, I just do want to state... The twist was good if it wasn't a comic book movie using such an important character. Yeah. If it was a Bond movie, a typical crime drama, that's actually a really clever twist. You'd be like, oh, he was just a front man. Yeah. But you can't front man an established character. You, you, you can't make him a fake out like that. Yeah. Well, you can, obviously, but uh, a lot of people will get quite annoyed. I very much so. Yeah. Uh, and just to continue the quote that they were talking about, um, the director, Derrickson, decided to use this as an opportunity to cast an amazing actress in a male role. And in response, Swinton, uh, the actress, has also stated uh, that this character, the film's version of the character was never meant to be Asian and that she was never asked to play an Asian character. Um, and incidentally, they would have rewritten the, the story and the narrative if Tilda couldn't have played this particular character. Yeah, um, really. So it was designed around her being the actress, really. So, yeah, I get why there are complaints. And just like a lot of these kind of issues, you're looking at uh, a story from two different sides of the fence. Um, I like the move, but I understand why people may have been up in arms about it. But at the same time, I think this move is going to be for the best for all parties involved, whether it be financially, whether it be narrative-wise, whether it be the quality of the film. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it has a lot of things going for it. It has a lot of things that can go well for it. Um, and it does have a lot of things that can go poorly for it. I think it, we should probably address some of those in that a lot of the issues that we have addressed here are things that we think might happen, but for the most part, you know, we're, we're kind of hoping and, and quite positive in our, our hope for this movie, that it will be quite good. However, uh, you know, worst case scenario, this movie could rely on its effects mm. and it could have no storyline. Um, I don't see it coming. Happening with uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. I, I feel like he's a, enough of a, a great actor that he's going to bring some of those uh, beginning scenes, which which really are going to be. There's a lot of drama in the beginning um, with Doctor Strange and where he is in life. He he's kind of reached a point where he saved lots of people, uh, and you know he's doing all this good stuff, and then he discovers that there's more, and that he's not really doing much. Has a has an accident, which we're not going to go too much into because that will be quite important in the in the movie. Yeah. Um, well, and, I think does this use this opportunity, I guess, to explain a bit of the Doctor Strange character. Yeah, through about, that drama, I think he has the ability to make those first scenes work. Yeah, uh, look, the, the initial story surrounding Doctor Strange, I think, will be quite easy to translate to film because you're basically dealing with, I mean, he was a former, he's a, he's a neurosurgeon, so he's quite top of his field and he's a bit of a prick to start with. Yeah. His character, is, he's very arrogant, he's very up himself, he knows he's good. You feel um, like he learns to be humble through this movie. He, yeah. Yeah, well, he and humbles. that's that's the journey. That's the character of Doctor Strange coming from this arrogant person who was relying on himself uh, to learning to rely on the world around him and the supernatural side of things. We're going from science to mystic. We're going from just him to sort of this ethereal world. Yeah, and, and going from a, a world in which he believed in what he could see and what he could learn. Uh, and I think it's a very important, uh, as I said earlier, to, to mention that, that jump from science to to mystical uh, and we have it a lot with you know like science and religion um being you know very separate um, we also usually have that with science and myst mysticism because mm. you know, by its basis science is things that need to be proven by fact whereas magic is quite quite similar it's supposed to not be explainable yeah um which is kind of our point so uh, yeah it, it's interesting to see how he changes as a man and and kind of accepts that you know, the, the, the mystical is, is not only possible, but is happening around him uh, and that he can manipulate it. Um, and that, yeah, he puts that same kind of effort into training in, in something that he believed in science, you know, he could see into this mystical arts. There's something about the trailers which I've sort of seen, which I've really enjoyed, I guess, knowing a little bit about the character and seeing where they're going with it, is the focus, especially in the first two trailers, on his hands. So, like, we get some close-ups of him washing his hands as a doctor and then sort of cuts to him in what we sort of presume is Tibet or any something like that, and the hands are shaking, which, if you sort of know the character, the accident that he has causes irreparable damage to his hands and sort of constantly shaking. So we're getting sort of that focus and that look. That's definitely a problem if you're a neurosurgeon. Yeah, well, look, not that I've ever needed a neurosurgeon, but if someone's going to be cutting up around there, I don't want their hands shaking. I'm going to be honest, if... My neurosurgeon walks in and it's Michael J. Fox. I am out. Oh, oh, dude. I'm just. I'm, yeah, all right. That was a bit rough. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not too soon, but I like Michael J. Fox. Yeah, he <laughs> was good in Back to the Future. Yeah, he was. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on, um, before we insult any more people, because I feel like there could be a few people angry at this podcast at the end of the day. Um, so, I mean, basically, he goes to the Himalayas in the comics anyway uh, and comes across the Ancient One. He literally spends all of his money trying to fix himself, fix his hands and whatnot. And so he finds his way to the Ancient One 
and it's through sort of this training experience again we get hinted at in the trailers um where he basically learns to humble himself to become more selfless become someone who can be working for good in this kind of wider universe that's being built up by in the comics and marvel and then the mcu it's really based upon those eastern beliefs uh, and and mysticisms mm. i mean we, we see that style through the entire thing he's up in the snow the himalayas we yeah, obviously assume that's where the comics are and, and there's snow in the in the trailer uh and yeah his training really does seem to follow those those ancient eastern mysticisms of, of buddhism and taoism and, and whatnot um, and we see that style throughout the entire trailers i guess one thing i'm really curious about with dr strange and we i don't know whether it's going to really be shown in this movie or we probably won't really get to see it until infinity war just how powerful he's portrayed because let's be honest a full fully powered dr strange especially in the current MC universe, is probably far and away the most powerful character that they have. Oh, yeah. Very um, scary, just the things that he's capable of yeah. doing. And so it'll be interesting to see how they handle that because, I mean, Scarlet Witch is, I think, pound for pound the strongest character in the MCU so far from what we've seen. She's about the only one who can stop Vision and her powers, I think, could be a good match for the Hulk and Thor. Not that we've got to see them because they're off being buddies in Thor Ragnarok, um, which comes out next year. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. I, I think definitely regards Thanos, I think he will be used quite heavily, especially if you go back to the comics with the Infinity Gauntlet sort of story arc. He plays quite a serious role in that. So I think his pow- powers will come in quite handy moving forward. But how powerful he actually becomes through this particular movie that's coming up will be interesting to see. Yeah. Obviously, we're dealing with a whole mess of stuff. We've seen the Inception style sort of, you know, visuals and Hong Kong basically getting blown up, which I'm very curious to see. Uh, how powerful do you think he'll end up being? Very, I very. think. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be very, very powerful within the universe. However, I think he's going to be conflicted. Uh, I think they're going to do that. I think they're going to have his super, super powerful, but conflicted on whether or not he should use his abilities or his yeah his get involved for a lot of the mm. lot of the. Uh, events uh, like as we've seen you know with the, the aliens coming coming down um where were all of these mystical defenders when you, new york was getting attacked by uh, aliens kind of seems like they stay the hell out of it for the most part you know they've got their area that they need to defend and and the avengers and whatnot have theirs their physical realm so i think yeah he's, he's going to be conflicted in getting involved in some of those wider infinity wars and whatnot um, but when he does he's going to be huge yeah um and uh, yeah, one of the other things we've also seen Loki with uh, some of the similarities with this, you know, magic and mysticism, um, and so I mean, I think that worked pretty well, and it opens them up to a lot of options for what they can do with him. But um, I, I would like to see Doctor Strange being the most powerful magical entity within the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, that should make sense to me, and yeah, it kind of gives Scarlet Witch someone to be like, whoa, I am nowhere near that kind of keeps her as not being overpowered because as you just said yeah she's the only one that can stop vision yeah in this new avengers lineup we kind of got given at the end of the uh, age of ultron she's the most powerful i feel um and then there's a few others who are kind of doing quite i mean ant-man's that's those are pretty useful powers oddly enough with the yeah. super strength of that size and changing and, and i enjoyed the way that he moves around and stuff but yeah i feel that she's the most powerful member of that new lineup and um yeah giving someone who's more powerful than her out there is quite interesting and, and I would like to see uh, her getting involved in that that side like a cameo of her would be quite would yeah. be, I, I would be very good with a, a Scarlet Witch cameo in this movie um, which is something a lot of people haven't really spoken about but I think would be quite possible 
with her connection to the, the mystic arts. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be seen as a bit of a cop-out. Oh, yeah, she's mystical, chucking with, yeah. chuck, chuck with Doctor Strange. And, and the issue is that she's not mystical for the same reasons. No. Uh, hers is a mutation. Yeah. Um, and, oh, uh, and you can't say mutation in the MCU. Sorry, <coughs> sorry. Um, <coughs> genetic anomaly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yes, I mean, they are very different in their origins of their magic. And, and it doesn't make sense as far as story, but they are both mystical and it would be very easy for them to, to do that. And I think they'll make it work in the MCU. I think so. Yeah. A bit of hand-waving in it all, but it works out. And most people aren't going to be too stressed about that. They just want to see cool stuff. And yeah. both and of these characters are really handy for the cool stuff. And the other thing is, uh, for every one of these movies, it's always important to look at kids. Because yeah. that's going to be the big thing. And... Doctor Strange is super easy for kids to play. You, know, you, you chuck a red cape around you in a big flowing motion like he does in the thing and, and pretend you've got like magical powers. I, I could see kids really jumping on board with this movie uh, and therefore you know, lots of families and, and stuff. And that's the thing with the Marvel Universe. that uh, you know, The difference between Avengers and DC is that in DC people are going to get crushed and death and it's a lot more realistic and and kind of which is funny realistic because it's a gods versus yeah it's it's a ridiculous situation that they're trying to do in a a serious way Uh, and then you had Avengers which was more colourful and they're more children-y characters uh, and you never really feel like anyone's going to die and and I think that's uh, for a lot lot of my issue with some of those movies the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that there's no real chance of death Um, even when someone does die they can't come back or it's just kind of it's okay you know they, they didn't go into any pain or anything um whereas it's a lot more brutal you know people are getting their faces melted off in in uh, dc and uh you know getting tied to bombs and, and nasty nasty crime thriller stuff happening and then you got mcu where no one's gonna get it we've had one serious death and everyone's kind of waiting for him to come back because yeah. it's mcu exactly so yeah you just don't have that uh yeah, that, that fear of de- of death, of loss of your of your characters in MCU because it's more child friendly. Which I'm not saying they should change because yeah. I was just saying that I think that the children and kids loving this character could really pull it over the push it over the edge. It will be interesting to see, like we're talking about, kind of this the, the stakes kind of being you know a real situation that Marvel sometimes don't make the most of. Uh, Doctor Strange, we've seen again with the, the Inception style visuals. It's, I'm very curious to see how much pressure, I guess, is on Strange there to be saving people because I've no idea like how dangerous that kind of predicament's going to be in the movie. Is and they just put a lot of weight on that he's saved a lot of people's lives before that point and mm. that it has been important to him. You know, although he's been up himself mate, for the most yeah. part, he's, he's very self-assured and very self-confident, very arrogant. He does save a lot of people and he is very proud of the fact that he does that. So I think yeah, he's going to want to save people and he's going to be conflicted as to getting involved in situations where he's refraining, not supposed to get involved and wanting to save people. But but I guess sort of what I'm asking is like what's happening with these Inception things where cities are literally being turned inside out on top of themselves. I guess what's the danger there? Like, you know, is everyone in that city literally their lives are at risk? Because... I'd kind of imagine if that actually happened, the amount of the loss of life there would be catastrophic. Mm. And I'm curious to see how they play that off because the MCU's never really put people in danger. Um, and that's been one of my complaints about the Avengers series, and that's been one of the complaints about Man of Steel, where you saw a lot of loss of life, and Superman should have saved them versus Avengers, where they save everyone and it wasn't really an issue. Uh, I'm very curious to see how they play this. Yeah, off. That was the perfect example of what I was saying before. Yeah, they, they drop, lift a city up and drop it. Yeah. That they get everyone out of the city, mm. you know. There's no, there's no real issue there yet, and I, I understand it, man. I agree. Um, 
but you know they're obviously willing to crush cities and stuff and, and leave things unspoken so yeah they, they could get everyone out they could just say oh it's what reality and everyone kind of you know like there's so many things that they can just say yeah it's, it's hard to tell because obviously so many realities you know yeah with inception when they were doing the city bending stuff it was in a dream so the only people who were really at danger was Cobb and oh, I can't think of her characters Adriana or something it was yeah um, Ellen Page's character um, they're the only ones who are really at risk in that situation whereas Doctor Strange theoretically that could be a city full of people seeing yeah. their city turned inside out upside down spin it all around you do the hokey pokey and you turn about that's the Doctor Strange that's yeah. what Doctor Strange is all about hey <laughs> um, so I think we're, we've got to bring ourselves to our, our final thoughts on this movie I think um, yeah when we start doing nursery rhymes that they think that we yeah it means we've been doing this too long yeah although incidentally this is going to be our shortest one yet maybe we, we could start another rant <laughs> <laughs> so i guess yeah looking forward uh looking to this time next week basically we would have more or less seen the movie uh, i'm very excited about it uh, despite uh, it sounds like I'm, I'm whining and complaining this whole podcast and i probably have been but i'm actually really excited about this movie i think it's got the potential to be potentially top three top four that's probably MCU. why you're complaining about it because you want it to be yeah. so good uh, there's so much potential here and i think you know we haven't had a lot of mystic magic movies no. like you look at harry potter and the sheer numbers of you know box office and success that that had no one's really tried to copy that aspect they've copied the young adult success not the magic side of things which kind of surprises me yeah but actually it's kind of raised another question for me because when harry potter came out it uh it was big issues with religious groups of you know this is yeah, promoting mysticism and mm. magic and, and, and things like that and uh, and you yourself have had this with uh, with some people you knew uh, because you, you are Christian yeah uh, heads up I'm Christian yeah, yeah. And, and I mean you were okay with watching the, the series because you saw it as fiction mm. and obviously you're, you're a comic book fan so that makes sense that you would be able to to separate that um, but do you see this movie possibly having some kind of backlash with religious groups being like this is ridiculous and, and also some of the religious uh, connotations with the eastern mysticism and, and some of those do you see there being any backlash I feel like if there was going to be backlash we would have already seen it um, because it's, it's quite apparent you watch the trailers this is a movie about mysticism and magic yeah. they're not trying to hide that fact so I think if I guess you know far, the extremist Christian groups if they were going to complain about this they already would have I'm not sure the specifics of, as to why maybe I think Harry Potter because it's presented as a story of a kid growing up in magic and learning about it I think that's probably the main reason why that stands out compared to Doctor Strange um, and it's, let's be honest Harry Potter's far bigger and has had far more widespread reach than Doctor Strange has oh, yeah. um, I, I'm guessing that's why uh, again I'm in sort of the camp where I don't think Harry Potter should be an issue I don't think Christians should be banned from reading it although I understand the reasons behind why a parent may not want their kids no, to I understand the reasons I mean kids can be quite influential in reading things and I mean especially if, for example if you're a Christian you're taking your beliefs from a book yeah uh, kids could also read another book and then kind of yeah you're very susceptible to, to being influenced by different things at that age so I think yeah parents probably do need to be you know careful with with what they're doing but uh it's, it's important to be able to tell your children how to separate well, to fiction, me that's the thing basically like, this is a story this is a fictional story you need to yeah you look at the harry potter character if you remove the, the magic side of things and i understand magic is a big part of the harry potter universe but if you remove that aspect harry potter as a character is an incredible role model he's 
one of the best characters we've had in a long time for kids to look up to and go, I want to aspire to be like that because he's, he is a flawed character. He has these flaws, but they're proper flaws. They're well-created you know, created flaws. J.K. Rowling did a great job of forming Harry as a character who kids can look to and go, I understand what he's going through. Yeah. I want to do things the way he does. You're, yeah, you're reading it through his mindset mm. through the entire series and you're getting all of those... Puberty, basically, all those yeah. thoughts of puberty, and and they're being displayed in a different way. It's a magical world; things are a little bit, and it, that keeps it interesting yeah. for kids. Harry but, Potter uh, is a character without yeah. the yeah without the magic and stuff. He is uh, yeah he's going through all the same stuff every normal teenage kid yeah. is going through, and uh, finds solutions and has different you know different problems that he has to overface. Uh, sorry, overcome to you, know, you and me or whatever but uh, yeah I agree I think that there are yeah. a lot of lessons to be pulled from that, that and, and, I, and they're Christian lessons as well and I, yeah. I do think there are a lot of kids potentially missing out on that because the parents are concerned by the magic side of things yeah. and really to me and again I'm not a parent you know and different sects of Christianity look at things in different ways as well um, but I feel like as a parent you know you can let your kids read Harry Potter as Christians and as long as you basically explain things and sort of say, look, yeah, this is fiction, yeah, it's just a good character, I don't think there's an issue with it. Um, so I, I don't think Doctor Strange is going to raise too many alarms unless it some, suddenly becomes a massive hit and then people want to bring it down. Uh, or if there's some specific scene or something. Yeah, again, is, we haven't seen the movie. Yeah. For all we know, they could you know, come out and spend 40 minutes... Uh, blasting the Bible yeah. for all we know they probably won't do that but I doubt it for all we know yeah, um, yeah so it's an interesting point um, but yeah I don't expect it to be an issue um, and no, I hope yeah. not because I think you know, if this is a good movie it'd be a shame for it to get caught up in that kind of issue as well I think so uh, I think it would be a, a yeah. massive shame and from the, the comic books religion doesn't come into it um, no there is yeah like I said that, that ancient eastern mysticism and you can interpret it that way but even, uh, you know, there may have been an issue if he were uh, of some kind of a Western uh, religion, or even if you were a Muslim or something, mm. and then changed his religion when all of this started to happen. Then there may be an issue, but at no point is his religion as a doctor really important. No. Um, or uh, I, I couldn't tell you if he even is religious at all. He very well may be, which is why I'm a little hesitant to say he wasn't. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel that he was. He's not a character, and the series itself isn't like, say, Constantine. Where it feels it, like he sees himself as God. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like sort of Constantine, which ties itself in with Western religions. Yeah. And if you've read any of the series, the Hellblazer series, for example, it deals quite heavily in a lot of Christian and Catholic themes. Yeah, a lot of the characters are involved and stuff. So, I I mean, obviously, I think that character would be subject to more issues because it's directly addressing that kind of situation. I think Doctor Strange just kind of skirts around it in general, from my experience. And I'm not a hardcore Doctor Strange fan. I haven't read all of the series, so I couldn't tell you like a super fan would. Uh, Just from my experience with the character and my research leading up to this, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just wanted to see what your opinion on that was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess the final thoughts too, I've given mine. What do you think this is, yeah, what are you expecting from Doctor Strange? I'm excited. I, I, I see a lot of potential with that. It, it's opening a whole new era for uh, I thought you were going to bust out into Aladdin's a whole new world there. I was thinking about it, but then uh, you know, I didn't really feel like going high for Jasmine. So, um, I, I, I'll do it if you, if you really want me to. No one, nobody wants that. For the most part, I'm really excited for this movie. I uh, think that they've done an excellent job of, uh, of casting, uh, and, and that's been quite uh, predominantly Everything advertised. we've seen from this Everyone looks really good. Yeah. And most of our concerns are 
not directly tied into what we've seen, but what we perceive could happen. Yeah. Which and isn't really fair on the movie in saying that. Like, you know. And I think the main problem this movie could have is that it's going to rely too heavily on its effects. And as far as problems, that's not a bad one to have. Worst I mean, case scenario, be... we get a good-looking film that's just shallow. Yeah, and it's going to be entertaining to watch at least yeah. once. So it's going to be worth uh, one watch. I don't know if this is going to be... Uh, Rewatchable. I do think this is a cinematic movie, though. Like, I think if you're gonna like, I talk about this as, uh, with a lot of different movies, whether you go to see it in cinemas or not. And ultimately, a lot of it comes down to a quality, but b, is it gonna really translate well off of the cinema? And this is the kind of movie I think potentially might not translate as well because it's going to be so visually impressive and kind of awe-inspiring in a lot of ways. You'll need that cinema. Backing you, you're going to get a lot more from seeing it in the cinema to the point that it's probably going to be worth the money you have to pay to go see it in cinema just based off that alone. Kind of yeah. the Avatar effect. Amazing in cinema. You chuck it on home release and it's kind of oh. But I do think that the story of Doctor Strange will be far stronger than what we got in Avatar. Yeah, I have to admit, of, uh, of all the movies coming out, I mean, if we weren't doing this podcast, I'd probably go, still go see, yeah. uh, see Doctor Strange in the movie because, yeah, it's a cinematic release. It's mm. going to be more there's going to be more of it um yeah, even if they give an extended version on dvd i still think you're gonna get more from watching this no no in the no cinema. this is a marble movie not oh a DC that's right they don't do that that's, no. that's only dc yeah they really need to be careful with that oh yeah that could be I've, such a problem i've already thinking. ranted on dc's extended release oh yeah we've, situation. Yeah, we've already talked about this yeah but, uh, that's not what this podcast is about but we could what talk. is this podcast about i don't harry potter uh dc religion religion Doctor Strange race, uh, whitewashing, sexism. Yeah, Iron oh. Man three. I got the deaths there. There, um, I think. So we are going to finish again before I die. Again. Seriously, why are you pushing me like this? First with Wash, now with the Iron Man three. Yeah, we. This is going to be a very short-lived podcast if you keep pushing my buttons. Well, like that still lasts longer than Firefly. This right. So, basically, that is our preview of Doctor Strange and general kind of ranting and raving. Uh, this is what happens when we don't have a really, you know, succinct story like the Firefly series. Yeah, I mean, Firefly, we, we ended up having a, a one and a half hour movie and get that down to an hour. This time we had uh, seven minutes of video. Yeah, and we've pushed it, you know, to, to about an hour. An hour. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of what our expectations are, sort of what we're perceiving Doctor Strange to sort of be like and expectations and stuff. Uh, next week we you know be covering a sort of more gen- generic general kind of story. And then in the fortnight's time, as I mentioned, November fourth, we'll be doing a spoiler talk edition uh, on Doctor Strange. So we will give you our thoughts on the movie. Uh, we're going to spoil the crap out of it. So apologies in advance for American viewers. You may have to viewers listeners. You may have to listen to that a little bit later than perhaps you planned to because of that. Um, but it's been out for a week in australia at that time so we'll give our thoughts on doctor strange there probably tie into some of our concerns and what we were expecting from there so it kind of will tie in well this fortnight sort of experience um any final thoughts before we close up nope no okay well that is one up culture for another week uh keep following us on twitter at one up culture and keep following the uh the main website as well the wordpress one up culture just search for it on google um i've been trent i've been jareth and that is game over